Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber and th- welcome to Thursday. It's Thursday of the Texas High School Football State Championship Games. You're drinking your coffee. I hope mm-hmm. it tastes good. You're, 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 you've got your earbuds in listening to, the, listening to your your football buds. That's right. Hello. Um, How do, you, do you drink coffee? You do, yeah, you're a coffee, a coffee guy. guy. What do you, or are you uh... I'm black, black coffee. Ah, I'm just, okay. be, I, I, when I started drinking coffee in college, I intentionally learned to drink it black because you can get black coffee anywhere. Any press box in America, you, can. you can get black yeah. coffee. But I, I do not drink coffee. Mrs. Step does drink coffee. Mrs. Step's a wise woman. And Mrs. Step likes um, coffee with all of her cream and sugar because... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's, she just loads it up. Yeah. I like, nah, I like it. I like it black and strong. Um, this is your Thursday edition. By the way, I, I like that's another thing. Actually, we'll get into this. Um, the One of the challenges this year is going to be me keeping my voice. Mm-hmm. If you remember last year for the scoreboard final scoreboard episode, I uh, I didn't have much of a voice. I wasn't very helpful. Yeah, um, I'm going to try to keep a voice. And one thing Craig Ways told me is you have to avoid caffeine, mm-hmm. and that sucks. I've heard that that like so like I at state I drink now I don't talk near as much as yeah. you do, but I drink a lot of Dr Pepper. Yeah. And I think at coaching school, I'm going to try that next year. Just, I'm not going to drink any soda at coaching I just, school. I'm supposed to hydrate. I'm supposed to rest and stuff like that. And just also, the other thing is that you're just screaming at people. Like, you're just talking. Like, you're it's so loud. Talking, you're scream yeah. talking and stuff like that. Uh, so, anyway, this is your Thursday preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber coming up here in just a little bit. We are going to preview the 2A Division One game as well as both 3A games. But first, Matthew... We're going to get an impromptu top three rating from you that you don't know about. Oh, I really don't know about this. You really doesn't. No. Presented by Country Meats. Ah, Country Meats. Oh, yeah. Delicious, scenic Country Meats. Scenic (laughs) Country Meats. Scenic. Where'd my read go? Do you have the read? I got a read for (laughs) you. Go for it. Yeah, I got a read for you. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. We all love the game of football, and they're here to make fundraising easy for your team. Head over to countrymeats.com and use discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. Country Meats, my favorite flavor is the hot barbecue. Yeah, you like the hot, yeah. You, you I like can, the spicy ones. Yeah, hot spicy barbecue, ones. ghost pepper, the hot Cajun, all, yeah. all good good stuff. Go to, go to not, not, not as big on those. The sweet ones are good, yeah. not, my, not, but I prefer the spicy. So here's your impromptu top three rating. I'm not going to make you do five, but you got to do three. All right. Matt stepped the top three state championship games you've ever seen. In person, you have to be there in the building. Okay. Uh, number one, 2018 North Shore Duncanville. Okay. The Hail Mary game. I, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If Demetrius Davis throws the ball into the second row and Duncanville wins, it's still one of the all-time great games. Like the oh, last, yeah. It the was, last play just put it over the top. Yes. What put it over the top for me was, was everything about that game. Yeah. It was just and it was an unbelievable 48-minute game. It was. Number two, Highland Park Manville, twenty seventeen. Yep, uh, which that game the off. Yeah, won a lot of defense in that game. But wild the, comeback, but the Do wild remember, comeback and the who who was that? The kick return, like that's when Manville had that kick return for a touchdown. I was oh, like, that kid went to A and M, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were. Yeah, but John Stephen Jones is just yeah. willed that team to victory. So great game. Number three, I was a young man. 
2002. I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Judson and Midland. At yes. the Alamo Dome. You were there? I, yeah, because Everman played after that. Everman played Burnett after oh, it was a doubleheader. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I got there. Yeah, I, I saw. I got there right at the beginning of the first quarter and watched the last three quarters of an incredible yes. Judson and Midland game. And an, another well, all-time in single play. Yes, where Midland scores a touchdown with 20 seconds left to go up five. And for reasons unbeknownst to anyone, did not... They played a normal depth with their safeties, and Judson just threw an eighty-yard bomb to win the game. It wasn't a, that wasn't a hail mary. No, that was just an eighty-yard bomb that was thrown perfectly. And I think Craig Way was on the call. He was on the game. call. It's a great call. And yeah, he's like, like, "Oh my goodness!" If you yeah, Judson Midland in two thousand two. Look, yeah. the call. It's a very grainy video. Yeah, it's not the highest quality video. We need to get a high quality video. There's only but, HSN. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah forerunner to Bally. Yeah. Um, yeah, Craig Way on the call. Unbelievable game. So those it are the was. top three. Yeah, that was and, – and I remember they, they actually – they cut to like a crowd shot of like Midland fans. Oh, they're Midland fans. I was on the – because Everman and Midland, because Midland's purple and gold and Everman's purple and gold, we kind of blended it with the Midland mm-hmm. people. There were Midland people just in tears. Just, just sobbing. Stop sobbing as the, the play was still going on. Yeah. Anyway, by the way, Everman won later that day. There's your – Shout out to the Bulldogs. There's State your – there's your – Matt Steph, top three – Texas High School Ball State Championship Games. Maybe we'll get another one to, to crack the top three rating on this Thursday. That'd be great. Thursday at AT&T Stadium, our first full day of UIL 11-man state championship games. We will start bright and early, 11 a.m. Sat- Thursday morning yes. at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is the 2A Division One state championship game between repeat customer, the Holly Bearcats, and relative newcomer, the Refurio Bobcats, Who? by which I mean they haven't been here since 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's only been like three years. I know. But ha- Holly before What's last wrong year. with Refurio? Line yeah. up the phone lines. Yeah, 77-13-10. <laughs> I mean, before last year, Holly, I think, had never been past the yep. third round or something. So Now they're back to back. Uh, I'll tell you what. Everyone is going to pick Refurio to, just about in this game. And I almost picked Refurio. Mm-hmm. I changed it to Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, on my official picks, here's why. Holly offensively is really, really dynamic. They are. They're not relying on one guy. No, they are. If the last time you saw Holly was this, the title game last year, last on Wednesday night when they got beat by Shiner, mm-hmm. I think this offense has blossomed. So they're all back, and they. It has really. I think. I think it has come back so much stronger and so much deeper. Oh yeah, you, Holly's got four receivers that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. You've got. They have a Texas Tech commit, Chandler Myers, Texas Tech commit, Deontay Ramon, mm-hmm. the receiver who played running back last year out of necessity. He's mm-hmm. back at receiver, and then you've got Casey O'Shields, who's kind of their do-it-all Swiss Army knife. And Will Scott, who's like their reliable on third and seven. We're going to throw to this guy and get eight. Yeah, in the first he's kind round. of a slot guy. Yeah. yeah. That, you got those four guys, an experienced quarterback in Rody Hooper. Mm-hmm. And then they, bring, they have the guy they didn't have last year in Austin Compton, who I think, because he's back, makes everything better because Deontay Ramon can play his natural position of receiver mm-hmm. and focus on defensive end, where he's really, really good. Oh, by the way, Compton's two hundred fifteen pounds and six foot two. Yeah, like he's a wrecking ball. So this Holly team, Refurio's defense is really really good. But last week against Timpson, they they laser focused Terry Bussey. Yeah. We got to slow and they con- contained him. I think he still had three hundred yards rushing. Did you hear? Did you hear? Um, 
did you hear Jason Herring's comments after the game? He's the best player he's ever coached against. He said against. the best player he's ever coached against. And yeah. I'm like, if Jason Herring's saying yeah, that. He's not just blowing he's, smoke. No, he, no he's, he's not a He's, he's not, not a smoke blower. No, he's not. Um, the difference is Holly's just got a lot of different weapons. So I think they're going to give Refurio more than, more than what they – Now, Refurio, Ernest Campbell, wow. Ernest Campbell is a – if you've never seen him – he is a freak show. Now, he's obviously fast because yep. he runs a 10-300 as a two-time state champion in the 100-meter dash. But some track guys, that speed doesn't translate to football. It translates to Ernest Campbell. He's football fast, He too. looks, like, faster, like, in pads. It's, yeah. it's one of those weird guys where it's like, it's like, I'm, like, it's kind of like Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill... I wonder if you took off the pads, if you'd be like, well, he's fast, but he's not that fast. Yeah, he's and unbelievable. Like, with Ernest Campbell, because he's got the pads on and he's still doing that, you're like, whoa! Yeah, he's unbelievable. So, I, I this, this is one of my favorite games of the week. I think this, I think this has an opportunity to steal the show. This is going to be a blast. I, I think the difference for me, and I'm interested to get your take on this, uh, is I think Holly's just got so many guys who can make plays, it's going to be hard for Frio to slow him down. I think... This is a classic trap where you're going to get all enamored by I'm speaking to you the listener, not step. Um you're I'm gonna easily get enamored. You're though. gonna get all enamored with the playmakers and you're gonna forget what this ball what this game is about, which is blocking and tackling. And ultimately this is gonna be a war up front. Both of these fronts are really, really good. And when I say fronts, I do mean the offensive line and defensive line, but I also mean the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Le- Refurio's linebackers are excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent in this game. And, Ref- and, and then Will Scott is in the middle of that defense for this Holly team as well, which is going to make this a ton of fun. I think that a lot of this is going to come down to the young stars for this Refurio team. This is a mm-hmm. young Refurio team. And I think you're looking at a guy like I think you're looking at a guy like sophomore quarterback Keelan Brown, who has to be great in this game. Mm-hmm. I think he has to be great in this game. And then on the other side, you know, I think Rody Hooper has made real strides, the passer. It all has to come about here. He's got to have a great game. And he's going to be under some pressure. He's going to be he's going to have to make some big boy throws against good pressure. In the end, I just think that region. I think that this is a little bit more of a battle tested Refurio team. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to help too. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, beating Shiner and Timson back to back is right. Really that is impressive. I mean, that's the number. I think that's number three and number one in back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going Refurio. I don't feel good about it. This is another coin flippy type game, and there is a. And, and the other thing that's so weird about this, only one of these teams has state championship pedigree. Only one mm-hmm. of the guys on the field, and that's Hawley. Normally, like, you think about Refurio, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, of course, like, they're, yeah. they're here every other year. It's like, no, it's been since these seniors were freshmen. And the other interesting thing is this game is is the – Hawley is senior heavy. This is a yes. senior-dominated team, and this is a very, very young Refurio yes. team. This is Hawley's chance. Yeah. This is Hawley's chance. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not going away, but, like, this is probably their best team. It lines up for them. It lines for sure. up for them. Yeah. But can they get past Refurio, who, by the way, Jason Herring, pretty good in title games. Pretty good in title games. So, excited to see this one. It's a great way to kick off Thursday morning. I am very, very excited about this. Uh, and, and who has those one or two wrinkles that, that, that are ultimately going to win it? And then can Holly keep the, keep the lid on this 
noticeably clearly yeah. faster Refurio team. Yeah. I, I, word of advice to Holly: Don't let Ernest Campbell get get in space. Don't let him get in space. Yeah. Bad idea. To three o'clock we go, Matthew. Three o'clock Thursday afternoon at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. It is the Class 3A Division II State Championship game, pitting the number one ranked Gunner Tigers back for the first time since 2021. Long wait. Taking on, taking on the 14-1 Poth Pirates back into a title game for the first time since 1969? Is that right? Uh, 68. 68. Yeah. 1968. Um, there's a variety of different ways to go. I should also tell you that this is another game that I'm on the call on. Myself and Ted Emmerich alongside Sarah Merrifield on, on the sidelines. We're on the game. We'll call for this. So I've been doing a lot of research into this one. Well, poor Merrifield. She's got to keep you two in line. That's going to be so dumb. It's going to be so dumb. Hi, Sarah. This... I think Sarah Merrifield listens to Tep and Step. I know she does. She's told oh. me she does. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. I think there's going to be a tendency for people to come in and say, I've heard of Gunner. They were here last year. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is this Poth team? Gunner's going to win. <clears throat> Where the hell is Poth located? Where the hell is Poth located? Looking on a map, trying to right? south, south, south east of San Antonio. Of San Antonio. Yes. I've driven through Poth once. Polish country. Big Polish country. Big Polish country. Big Polish country. My people. I will tell you this. I think you underestimate this Poth team at your own peril. I think this Poth team's really good. I'm excited to see Poth. <laughs> I mean, this, so of the of the 20 teams that are playing in the UIL 11-man state championship games, Poth is the one I've never seen in person. Whoa! Uh, never seen a Poth game How about before. that? Watched them in 7-on-7 seven seven a bunch. Mm-hmm. They've been great at 7-on-7. Seven mm-hmm. seven. Never seen them in, in, with pads on. So Which is Sorry. strange, by the way, because they in 11-man, they don't throw the ball a ton. No, this is a different because Poth has been known as a team. Jeff Luna's ball club when they've had a guy, they they will throw it around. Yes, but yeah, this this is a different. This Poth, this is going to be a quick game. These mm-hmm. both these teams prefer to run the football. Now I'll, I'll go ahead and go on record. I think Gunner rolls in this game. Mm. I think this is classic team with experience playing a team who may get the big eyes mm. walking into AT and T Stadium the first time and just gets kind of overwhelmed with the experience, which happens. Mm-hmm. It does happen sometimes. I think this could be a case. Now, if you're making a case for Poth, I think you make a case for Poth because they're they're peaking at the right time mm-hmm. and they've got a great running game that can shorten the game, and that's what you want if you can run the football against a team that's a heavy favorite. Yeah. The other thing about Poth is their defense is nasty. Yeah. Their defense is nasty, and they've got a bunch of dudes who are just long and lanky on defense. They're mm-hmm. real long. And the other thing about them is they're going to have a pretty noticeable size experience, a size advantage. They're going to be bigger than Gunner in the trenches. They're going to be beefy up front. And, and Gunner, Gunner is not, Gunner's never, it seems like they're never huge. No. They're always, they're, it feels like all their, line, all their linemen are like, 62240. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all, they all can move. But they're all quick and yeah. they're all super sound. Yeah. And so does the size for Poth overwhelm them? They're very athletic up front as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. For the Poth offense is going to go through two guys. They've got other weapons, but there's two guys you need to know. Zane Robbie, their quarterback, and Matthew Bunn, their running back. Mm-hmm. They are going to do the majority of the damage. That is one thing that I'm keeping an eye on is especially they're going to turn to Robbie in, in close close and late situations. They're going to need him to come up aces. Mm-hmm. 
Their defense has been excellent. I thought that I thought that a couple of weeks ago when they beat Tidehaven twelve six, and and you're talking about like kind of offense took an off day. That defense stood on its head against a high powered Tidehaven team. That told me a lot about them. Yeah. Okay. On the Gunner side, this Gunner team. It's so strange, but even though last year they had what I think is a better quarterback in Hut Graham, Walker Overman's been good. They, but I think that I think that Hut Graham's probably the best quarterback they've ever had. Oh, for sure, yeah. And yet they're throwing the ball more, and I think they're throwing the ball more effectively. And I wonder if they just made out a point to say we have to throw the ball more this year. I had a coach who told me that he that he speculated that because of the way they got beat last year, where mm-hmm. they needed that at the, in the fourth quarter against Franklin, they just kind of did it didn't materialize. Mm-hmm. They weren't mm-hmm. able to do it. That they've been that they made it a concerted effort. They're throwing the ball more. They're still about that kind of pistol veer. You know what I mean? And Overman has gotten better and better and better. That Overman kid, um, I had uh, uh, I, I said this on Tep and Step, but Jake Fazell described him. He said he, he, he's a small guy. He's like he's he's like five eight. Yeah, he's not very. I watched him in seven on seven. He's not a huge guy. But he said he's just quick as a cat and tough as a boot. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I watched the last drive. So I, the, the way the timing worked, I pull I popped up Gunner Canadian. That last that game winning touchdown drive, masterful stuff. Oh, it was it was a, a master class in patience. Mm-hmm. Not teams teams when they they don't have any timeouts left, and there's you know under two minutes left, and they got eighty yards to go. They fall in love with trying to throw the forty yard deep pass, mm-hmm. and Gunner was like, "We've got a minute and 50, 52 seconds. They're giving us ten yards a pop. Let's just run the play that works." Yes, and every time Overman just ten yard out. Ten yard, and mm-hmm. then the gunner gunner receiver catches it, gets two yards, runs out of bounds, and, and, and they're just picking up ten mm-hmm. yards a pop. And and, and think it about was a master class. And think about how many drive. times Ivy Hellman and Cannon Lemberg have run that route, and how many times Walker Overman's thrown it to them. Yeah, in practice, it was a master class. It was of, of patience, taking what the defense gives you, and not panicking. Now, Ethan Sloan is still their most electric player. He's their he's their that when they need so, yeah he's their guy like he's yeah. the he's their 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 dude he's but he's unbelievable Ashton he's Bennett so versatile too. Ashton Bennett's the hammer and Walker Overman is getting better and better at running this offense yeah they're bound they've got a lot they, of weapons. a lot of, and then yeah. their defense and by the way their defense has been great defense has been great Gunner all year defense, that's yeah. that's their that's their their calling card the the team typically when Gunners had trouble in the state championship games it's been against teams who are just way more athletic than they are yeah. Franklin, yes, uh, Newton, a uh-huh. couple of years ago, just that those yeah. post not going to pose that kind of threat. That's why I think Gunner kind of rolls, and it's going to be party at Egger's house. Okay, we'll find out. You heard it here first. I'm on the I'm on the call on th- on Sorry, Thursday Coach afternoon. E- Sorry, Coach Egger, but uh, I'm I'm uh, we gonna get trending again. Party at Egger's house. I'm I'm, I'm on the call on Thursday night, <laughs> um, and we will see what happens. I think it's a I think it's a fabulous game, and I think there's a path. One thing to keep in mind, though. One thing to keep an eye on. Poth has a lot of guys who play both ways. Yeah. So if this game gets in the fourth quarter, Gunner's a big. But Gunner's, off in football terms, a Division One team. Yes. They've got Division One numbers. They've got numbers. They're almost Division One numbers in the school. Yes. Barely missed it. There, there's a bigger school, a yes. lot more depth. So if this game is close, there could be an advantage <coughs> Gunner there. Fascinating game. Keep an eye on that one. Let's wrap up Thursday, Matthew. Seven o'clock. Thursday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, a team that the team that uh, will have just played, they'll be, they might walk past each other. In fact, the team that 
just played is familiar with both of these teams. Yes, yes. Gunner has asked Coach Fizel about the scout, his scouting report of this game. It's the three division one state championship game between the defending three division two state champion Franklin Lions and the eleven and four Brock Eagles. Yes. <laughs> However, they've won eleven in a row. Yes, and and those four losses. Let's you know look back on them. You know you lose to Hershey in overtime, who went to the third round of the playoffs. You lose to Pleasant Grove, mm-hmm. who went to the fourth round of the playoffs. They were up 7 nothing and a half in that game. By the way, Hershey went to the third round of the playoffs in Class 4A. Mm-hmm. Pleasant Grove went to the fourth round of the playoffs in Class 4A. Wimberley is playing in the state championship this week in Class 4A. And then their other loss is to Gunner by five points, who's playing for the state championship yes. this week. So not a bad loss in the mix. But I think for Gunner, I mean, excuse me, for Brock, Last week's twenty-one ten over win over Malakoff, to me, was their best performance of the year. Yeah, Against, that this that was vintage Brock last week. Mm. They went back to their roots and just said, "We're not going to let you move the football against us, and we're just going to line up and just mash you." Mm-hmm. You know, Brock's a little more wide open now than they were under under Chad Worrell. And at times, I think it's got him in trouble because they've made mistakes, turned the ball over, that kind of thing. They went back to their roots last week and just lined up and mashed Malakoff up and down the field. Malakoff made it a little interesting late, but Brock dominated that. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. It was it was vintage Brock, and, and I thought, they're, they're, to date, their most impressive I agree. showing of the year. Now, Franklin's a different animal. This is the team that's won uh, 43 of their last 44 games. And their one loss in that streak was a one-point loss in the state championship to Canadian in 2020. Mm-hmm. In on one the, basically the last play. Yeah, great great football game. Um, they've won 31 in a row. There's been a couple. T- they were pushed by Columbus. You know what? They have the, now, uh, with Westlake out, they have the longest they have long, streak. State's longest winning streak, yeah. But they, like, I saw Edna in the, in the regional final. Edna's really good. And Franklin it's just swatted, swatted them out to half court. 41-13. Bryson Washington, Jaden Jackson again. That that duo is just some. I think last year Franklin had three different guys who could beat you running the football. They only have two this year, but those two are special. Jaden Jackson is is that guy, man. He's incredible. Like Bryson Washington's obviously the the headliner here. He's a good sized kid. He's yeah. not a little. No, Jaden Jackson's the future. Yeah, <laughs> that kid's really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated by the schematics of this game because. Malakoff is a pretty clearly faster team than Brock. Like, go see that punt return when they scored. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, they're just faster than them. But what they were able to do was they were able to make Malakoff play in a phone booth. They were able to seal the edges and not allow them to bust it to the outside where mm-hmm. they get in space and then they're the most dangerous, right? They were able to make them play in a phone booth. Well, Franklin's offense. <coughs> operates in a phone booth they're like cool <clears throat> this yeah. is this is cozy that rules this is where i live yeah. i live here <laughs> and so that's what's so interesting i've 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 been uh, people who listen to this podcast are going to sit and say i'm a broken record because i say it every time we talk about franklin the dangerous thing about them the most dangerous thing about them is the fact that they don't need much to go 80 on you they only need to slip one tackle they only need one small seam and Bryson Washington and Jaden Jackson are going the distance. Mm-hmm. Has Brock seen a slot T team? I guess uh, is, is this technically a slot T? I think is I it a wing? What, I'm going to see what Coach List. I think it's technically a slot T. <clears throat> I think. We're going to find out what is Coach listed at. 
on his because we ask we ask coaches on their questionnaire like what their scheme. If he put multiple, I'm gonna call him and yell mm-hmm. at him because mm-hmm. a lot of them just say multiple, and it's like that's usually code for spread. He says slot T, so we're gonna call it slot T. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if Brock's played a slot T, and as you know, slot T is the devil. It is, the and devil. it's especially the devil when you've got a Baylor commit and another guy's gonna be an FBS running back. Yeah, it's it's really the devil when you got those two. Yeah. So. The other the other underrated thing about this is this Franklin defense is really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. And for Brock, this is a Brock offense that it's not like they got back to their roots last week last week, and that's good because I think that's what they're best at. Mm-hmm. Because when they open it up, they can be a little inconsistent, right? They can be a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. They it didn't work against Paradise, for example. Right? The offense had an off day. Right, it didn't work really until late against Whitesboro, right? And really, it kind of, they, they scored thirty, but mm-hmm. then it was fourth quarter. It, you know, I think Tyler Moody, the quarterback for Brock, is a real X factor in this game because I think Franklin's going to sell out to stop Reed Watkins, and they're going to make Tyler Moody beat him throwing the ball. And that's the real question: is can Tyler Moody make plays against what is a very athletic Franklin team? By the way, Franklin can throw the ball a little bit. They threw. A fair amount last week in their win. Yeah, they, they they're capable. Yeah, that's not Colt Court Lowry. Do, but, I think is his yeah. name. I am fascinated by this game. Um, I took Franklin as did I. Computer has it as a one point game. Franklin by one. So I think it's tight. Com- yeah. Um, our computer has it as a one point yeah. game. Padilla told me his computer. This is the closest state championship ever. Like it's like point zero one difference like it's every all the computer polls have this game as a pit toss-up game yeah i think it's gonna be a i think it's gonna be a banger i think it's gonna be great i like franklin a close one because i think bryson washington and Jaden jackson are just the difference makers. i think that's right it's another thursday night banger involving franklin i mean yeah here for it i love it it'll be a great game i think i think yeah i, I like franklin but this is again it's coin flip it's it really is so that will close out a fabulous Thursday slate of Texas high school football games. And then, can I tell people this? Sure. I have a hotel in Arlington. Mm, someone's fancy. I am fancy because I have to get some sleep. And I, like you know, I, like I have to, I, I do, and I've got two boys at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna get a hotel in Arlington. Shout I'm out fancy. to Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau. I know it's very nice of them. Oh, oh no! I, they didn't buy it. I'm just you know, oh. kidding. <laughs> just thanks for having the hotels. Well, yeah, thanks for having. Yeah, they have another hotel coming. So, yeah. what's up, Matt Wilson? That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. And step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next time on Tap and Step.